Hello, and thank you for listening to episode 46 of the Barbells and Briefcases podcast. In this episode, we begin a new series, The Barbells Book Club. It was inspired by one of my favorite podcasts, The Rewatchables, where we take an old movie and review it using categories. We are going to take the best, most rereadable, success, self-help, and motivational books and break them down using a fun set of categories. The first episode right here is going to be on The Alchemist. We hope to bring you quite a few others in the next few months. So if you're looking for some good books to read to help fuel your fire, check this podcast out and we may give you a few ideas. Thank you again for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Barbells and Briefcases podcast, the official business and fitness podcast coming at you with the, the topics you care about in business and in fitness. My name is John Miller. My uh, co-hosts today are Bill Denson, What's up? Nick Saka, Hello. and John Fody. Yo, yo. Today we are doing the Barbells, we are starting the Barbells Book Club. Our first book uh, on the Barbells Book Club is The Alchemist. The Alchemist was written by Paulo Colo in 1988. Uh, it was originally just released in Portuguese. It then went on to, to be released in English in 1992. It's an allegorical novel as much as it is a self-help book. It tells the story of a young shepherd named Santiago on his journey to seek treasure uh, at the pyramids that he got from, from, uh, from a dream. Uh, it's 178 pages long. It's about a two and a half hour read. Uh, it was on the New York Times bestseller list for over 300 weeks, and it has a cool uh, note of being the most translated book by any living author. Uh, John, uh, Nick, how do you guys feel about the book? It's <clears throat> I liked it Be- being in a being on my own little entrepreneurial journey and, and chasing my so-called treasure. I liked it. It's very relevant to what we go through and, and not knowing everything, but just kind of going with the flow and figuring it out along the way. Yeah. And you've read it before, right? I read it once before. And this is a funny story. I read it once before. And as we decided to do this book club, and I think we should elaborate on, on the book club and what we're going to be doing. Yeah. So um, Barbell's Book Club, that's the name that we came up for it. Uh, basically, I stole the idea. One of my favorite podcast by Bill Simmons is called The Rewatchables, where they review old movies and kind of break it down into to topics and categories as to like what was the most rewatchable or rereadable part of it, you know, what's age the best, what's age the worst, you know, who won the movie, who won the book, things like that. We're going to take, we're going to go through a few categories today and, and kind of get our take on the book and maybe give you guys an impression of, of what the book's about and what lessons you can get from it and hopefully we'll make you want to read it. Yeah. I hands down definitely think you guys will love this book. I resonated with it. Hands down. I basically read three quarters of the book in one night and just because I fell in love with the story, like I'm a visionary, I have big goals and dreams and two things that I got out of this book real quick the most was it's two words I could put it to you guys. And if you want to make any dream goal come true, two words. This book taught you to be enthusiastic and have faith. And those two things combined, I believe anyone can do anything with those two um, words alone. So that we're actually going to go more in depth here. And Miller did a great job breaking down um, of actually what we're going to talk about. It makes this podcast very interesting and make you hopefully want to read it. So like I said, I definitely recommend it. Um, 
first time I read it, wrote it, I mean, read it. Nick read it twice. Miller read it twice. Um, so it's one. Of, it's one of those books that once you start reading it, it's hard to put. It's down. hard to put down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then you find yourself like, because you're, I don't know. Like I'm not a big book reader. I, if I don't really read too many fictional books, I would say, and read more practical stuff yeah. like self-development books and, and, and this like is this is cool because it is like a fictional book dis- disguised as a self-help book exactly but exactly. i think it, you know what it, why we get so attached to it when we want to put it down is because our emotions fly it's like we're that little boy we're santiago like yeah. living through his life and like it teach. it's just like the little obstacles that he goes through is like damn that's some good value from people that he experiences and um i, I loved it as you're reading it you also uh, i guess uh, me I was understanding like the meaning behind everything. I'm like, ah, I see where this is going, and yeah. and uh, I I know how what that means in the business world, and I know what that means in real life, and so it's cool seeing it like in fictional format. But yeah, once you start reading this book, you don't want to put it down because as soon as you pick it back up again, it takes you a minute to like put yourself back in that in that scene or that. You know, <laughs> especially yeah. that. So, um, real quick, it's not. There's, there's parts. There's three parts to this book. There's no chapters. Which, after obviously I got through part one, I was found it very interesting. But it flew. I went through the book so well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though there was no chapters, I think that's what made the book interesting. Yeah. In a way. It keeps it all flowing together. Yeah. Yeah. Andy, are you sold on the book yet? I can't wait to read it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's get into the categories. Our first category, the most rereadable chapter or section. For me, the most readable section, after, you know, reading it when I was, I read this book, I think my first or second year of college, and then coming back to it, uh, most readable section for me is in section one, the part where he talks about traveling and tending to his sheep and all the the little lessons that he learned tending to his sheep and what he learned on his travels um i guess the part that i connected with because i'm more of like an introvert is you know what he learned in being alone and just being an observer of things uh also you know you may not know this i grew up on horse ranch just the things you learn from animals and the little uh cues and if you're a dog lover you can kind of relate to that as well but the the cues and things that you can learn from animals and things like that and how it relates to to dealing with people and relates to being successful in life that was the most uh most rereadable section for me are you guys i'm gonna talk about that in a second but i just i don't know all i can think of as we're just talking about the book is just like the world is our oyster like the universe goes to our energy our flow and what we think can happen if we just push it, no matter how hard times get or things get and how hard we're knocked down, but you keep getting up and pursuing because it's that little, that's, your soul is speaking to you. Like that's what I get out of this book. Like your soul is speaking to you to keep going. Your intuition is like, just keep going, have some faith and everything's just gonna work out. And yeah. you're gonna learn so many different obstacles and through your experience, you're gonna, really know what your purpose is and um, that's kind of what i got from the entire book but my favorite part was probably part two when they got to the oasis um i love that it was just like he finally got to oasis but times got even more difficult he got knocked in the chin the alchemist came and like was gonna kill him and i felt like he didn't back like his courage his certainty was like no i'm going to the period this is my destiny this is my dream 
and it was like the almost like the enemy or the devil coming to him but being tested is this what you really want in life and he didn't back down to that yeah. and that's what I resonate with most is like if somebody came to me is like and tested me like my goal my dream is to take my company public one day they came to me and put like a sword to my head ready to cut off my neck are you going to still pursue like absolutely that's what I got that was my favorite part of the, of the book yeah for sure like the you've almost kind of sold me on uh now that I'm thinking about it even more is like now that I think about it is it's a very like realistic book in that like every time he gets close to a goal he gets knocked down just Harder. a little bit yeah yeah, yeah there was always there was always do you remember yeah. that part when he put this, the alchemist put the sword to his forehead yeah and he bled like I was like oh my goodness and he I gave him so much respect because he did not back down one bit he didn't show one piece of fear in that scene I'm like that's what anybody needs to conquer their dream Right. To anybody, Just, you need certainty. You need courage. There is no doubt. This is what your purpose is, and you will die going after it. Loved it. I love that part. Hands down, that was my favorite part. So, yeah, I guess my I like the whole journey. Um, but I, I guess the the coolest thing for me was him leaving his comfort zone with the sheep. Mm-hmm. He's 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 around all the sheep, and and I just love the that they happen to be sheep like that happens to be the animal because <laughs> yeah. it's the word to describe like people that are comfortable there's, people that there's lots of different messages with the animal being sheep for sure i don't think it was just comfort zone either though like he well, he, he was got comfort- something what he was familiar it. with he learned something from it but you got to outgrow that oh yeah absolutely. you got to outgrow that and 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 keep moving, you know. But well, each he, trial that he, he kept had, leveling he took up the lessons that he learned and, and kept exactly pushing with it. he kept leveling up, you know. And and I don't know. I just think my favorite thing about the whole book was that every stage of where he was at helped him get to that next level. And so he picked up on the lessons. He picked up on on what he needed. He everywhere he was at, he was there for a purpose. And he took what he needed from that certain stage and then he applied it to the next thing. But I think most importantly, he, as a leader, made impact on other people's lives. Everywhere he was at, he was the light. He was the shop owner. Like when oh. he, he dramatically changed that guy's business. Yeah. He, he, he made that, and, be, that guy's I, life better and then made him even think more about like the journey that he had been on and how he get, what he gave up to, to own that shop. Yeah. Yeah. And he, that guy probably that guy never wanted to go to um, was it Mecca? He, yeah. The guy was like, I don't want to go to Mecca because comfortable. I, well, one, I'm comfortable, but I have this vision that I always want to go to Mecca, and I'm afraid that if I actually go, it's not going to be what I expected, and I'm not going to have something well, no, to dream he, he about anymore. He didn't anymore. say that. I think he said he didn't want to lose everything he worked for over those years of building that shop, the crystal shop. No, I, I think he he always wanted to keep dreaming. So he didn't want to like go and yeah, but he was. I didn't feel like he was he, happy. He felt stuck for sure. You remember, he used to go like to the to the um, the same cafe every day, and he was complaining about it. You you know, in that yeah. part of the book, he was like complaining of doing the same thing every single day. But then Santiago comes along and changes his whole perspective. On yeah, life. you know what? I, I I I just figured out what my favorite part of the book is, and I think it was how resourceful the kid was that's that's it for sure very it was like just when he thought there wasn't a way to do something he like he would think about strategic way like and 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 they call it omens in the book Mm -hmm. where it's like signs of oh damn hope that's exactly 
I'm on the right track, you know? And so God, and, and also what I really like about the book too is that there's all different types of religions like that he introduces in the book. So but it's, they all it's not, they yeah, all so it's not like one-sided. Like he, he, he does, the, the author does a good job of respecting all religions. Yeah, but they all believe in one yeah. thing. They all believe in a higher power. They, they all, all believe yeah, in the universe. Yeah. They all believe in God at the end of the day. Yeah. That's what I was fascinating about it. They all spoke different languages. So throughout the book, whoever's listening, Santiago the boy goes through all these different towns. And everybody he starts out living in Spain. He grew, yeah, up, Spain. grew up in Spain. And then he, he, hears, or he goes through his dreams and, and gets the calling to go to, to Africa. Okay. And he ends up in Algiers, which is close to Egypt, because he eventually wants to be in Egypt to see the Great Pyramids. Because that's where his treasure is. But at least that's what his dream is. And he, you have to understand, he walked through faith because he didn't speak anybody's language. But the universe, they all they all spoke the same language through the universe, through actions. And yeah. it's just the way that the universe speaks to ourselves. Like, I feel like through this book, like, you could drop me in Iran, like, not knowing and nobody knowing English. But during our actions and in our... In our and our fears and our emotions and we can figure out a way yeah like 100%. it's gonna teach us something in some way shape or form 100 percent. and i'm not sure one of the next segments is going to be favorite quote or a favorite That's the next section so let's jump into it nick what's your yeah. favorite quote is let me hold on, let me let me read it exactly i don't want to butcher the quote let's see if you step on any of mine it's the main one this is the main one of the entire the one on the back book. of the entire book when you want something, all the universe conspires in helping you achieve it. It's like the most reoccurring theme of, I think, the that, entire book. That is the main theme of the book. What, like Whatever you want, the universe will move out of the way and help you get it. And when you want something, you're clear on it, and you're more observant of the resources that come your way. You know what I'm saying? Like... I'm, Small example is if you want to, uh, if I'm like hiring, right? If I'm hiring, I need employees. I need, I need good salespeople. If I'm out and about about my day, and I see somebody, I'm like, I'm just like, that was a cool kid. But now I'm like, I need him. I want him. I, I want him or her to come work for my my company. Like I think that we could be of tremendous value to each other, and I can get them. They need to stop working at this LVAC desk, this gym desk, and let me <laughs> let me work with them to help them get them to the next level. And, and but we didn't talk, we didn't talk about his hurdle in the beginning of the story, where I think is very important. Like his dad, who he looked up to, like I guess this kid wanted should be a priest one day, right? Yeah. He was he was going to school. Santiago was a little boy. He was going to school and he was being. In the fundamentals of becoming a priest. Right. That was he, what an honorable profession in his yes. family. And, you know, his family is very traditional, um, went to school, and this is, was supposed to be his legacy. He had a dream one day that he should travel the pyramids and it was going to be a treasure there. So I guess the person that he respected the most, his father told him he was doing the wrong thing, but he, he pursued it anyway. And that's with anything in life. There's going to be people who are very close to us to say that we're crazy, that we don't know what we're doing, and you're going the wrong direction. But I, it goes down to like the fundamental of the book. If you follow your heart, you follow your intuition, you follow your soul, you do the right thing, good things will happen in life, and you'll learn so much during the journey. You might lose everything, but 
you're going to gain everything. Yeah, it's part of the journey. You it's, might it's lose big, everything, but yeah, you're going to gain that's, everything. That's a big theme of the book, too, is failure. It, and failure is part of the journey. Failure is absolutely part of the journey. And if you have a, a pure, I feel, so I'm going to go piggyback right into kind of what Nick said. It was, it was one quote in the book that I put into my own words um, that is probably more relative. But I said, our intuition or instinctive feeling is a reflection of our soul speaking to us. And mm. if our soul is pure, it is connected to everyone and everything. Mm. So I believe in life, our soul, Fire. Our soul is connected. <laughs> Fire. Our soul is connected to everyone and everything. Yeah. Meaning, trusting our intuition will lead us to fulfillment and our destiny. Yeah. The, the real quote is, whoever you are, whatever it is you do, when you really want something, it's because that desire originated in the soul of the universe, and that is your mission on Earth. That's probably the same where I got it from. Yeah, that's yeah. the exact quote. That's crazy. But I feel like when you're not clear on what you want, you don't realize the blessings that are being sent to help you in its attainment, in, in its achievement. You know what I'm saying? When you're not clear on what you want, you're going to get unclear signals and unclear yeah. blessings. You're just like, is this meant for me? Like, But when you're absolutely certain, you're like, oh, I see what's happening here. <laughs> like, I see the resources coming at me. I, I mean, see the world the thing, getting like, out of my way. Everybody says like in life we have to have a plan. But I felt in a way he didn't have so much of a plan, right? Do you get he, that? He, but he had he a desire. He, he had the desire. He knew what he, he wanted. He knew, he knew his end goal. He knew his end goal, but he knew he was going to do whatever it takes to get there. Yeah, he had his hurdles, and we all question, is this really worth it? Should I just <laughs> right. settle? And we're going to go into love right now. Yeah. Let's talk about the love. Like, he skipped, and we talked about this before we started the podcast, but he skipped over so many little temptations in life that could, that held him, yeah. could potentially held him from getting his treasure. And right. I felt this. Yeah blow up because it kind of went back to my past relationship like yeah. i felt like if i stayed in my path past relationship where he had that hurdle yeah like he he thought he met the love of his yeah. life at what, one point. What, was the, what was the original reason he went to algiers to meet the girl there was a girl there he had day. he thought the love of his life was in part one and he followed his omens he followed his heart he followed his soul he followed his intuition and said no i'm gonna keep pushing she's not the run, right one for me and i'll find one that's the right one for me along my journey. And that's exactly what happened. And I felt that a million percent. But even then but it. even then when he finds the right one a little later. He puts her to the side. He looks in her eyes and says, Listen, you're the love of my life. I'm gonna come back for you. But first my purpose comes first. <laughs> I gotta go to my purpose. <laughs> my purpose comes first. Like uh, all that's what this book comes down to. Like our purpose comes first. You will find the right person on your journey. Amen. Period. End of story. They will clash with you. The universe will will fold into your hands. Give me that book. Give me that book. You're right. Top top Boy. one of the best books I read, guys. I'm calling. You feel the passion. F- F- Fody's the MVP of this podcast already. Yeah, yeah Fody loves this book just a little Man. bit. <laughs> Fody, me and Nick read this. This is our second time reading it. This is Fody's first time. Yeah. I can't wait to talk to Randall after what? he reads this next. <laughs> so many life lessons, guys. This is really a lot of life It sounds like, just hearing you guys, it sounds like a spiritual awareness type of Absolutely. thing. It, it, it sure. 100% sure. is, yeah. It's being led. You're being led. Yeah. He's being led this entire... And there's like uncertainty and there's doubt, but he but he keeps saying like... And he's observing like the people around him, and he's like, that, I'm not going to settle. Like, because he's seeing all these people that maybe lived... 
Miller, I have a question for you. Um, how do you feel about the faith addressed in this book? Um, in terms of what? Like, say, okay, one of my other favorite parts is when... I, I think we all have... I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure where you're going with this. Hold on. We all have different religious beliefs here. For sure. Yeah, so we'll, so, go, around the, so we'll go around the table. So, all right. So, it's part three. Santiago's being tested. He's about to get murked, basically. He's about to get killed. He's on the top of this mountain, and he has to prove that he can make the wind and the desert come yeah. together to, to form like to, a, to prove that he's like one with everything like, like, like he's the one like yeah he, he needed to prove to this village they were in the middle of a war yeah and he needed to prove to this village so they didn't get killed that he can control the wind and to make a basically a storm to wipe away the village um and he came to the point where it was the last seconds of him about to get killed and he was he was basically trying to bring the universe together into his mind and his thoughts. Right. And he first spoke to the desert and said, desert, I need your help. But the desert had limitations. Okay. Then he went to the the wind. The wind had his limitations. I can't help you, son. And then he went to the sun, the most powerful thing probably in the universe, right? That gives us the energy of life. And the sun said the same thing. Um, you're limited. And then the sun gave him the hint of basically going to God and Basically, he prayed to God, and God brought the, the wind, the desert, and the sun together. And that point, that exact moment is when God has no limitations, but everything else in life has its limitations. That's what I got, and that was one of my favorite parts of the book. That um, then, he prayed to God, and God can bring everything in your life together through and faith and hope and, to, and through, um, through your soul and through your intuition and following your heart. And he made that storm come together and wiped away the whole little village, and he survived. Mm-hmm. And he escaped the pickle. Escaped. That he yeah. was in. And, that, and he was gonna die. Yeah. He was gonna die, and. Um, one of the many times he was about to die. <laughs> but that was probably one of the main ones. And, yeah. Uh, and that just goes to show, like God, and this this book is tremendous about faith, and it just shows that God has no limitations. As long as you have your faith and your soul is full with hope, and well, there's only so much that we can do. Exactly. There's only so much, but there's so, there's like other factor that is just like controllable and luck and favor and things that just happen to work out for us that we have still to this day nobody has an explanation for. Right. What did you feel about that? I mean, they asked you like, um, like they were trying to get to a point. Yeah. Well, that well obviously, we all have different faiths. So what's your faith about it? Well, what's what, your yeah, what, like, what I got was in it is just. Because I'm more of a believer in the power of positive thinking and things like that and believing in yourself more than anything else and and worrying about the factors. We've talked about this a few times before, but worrying about the factors that you have control, control over. Yes, yeah. so, it's your favorite saying. Yeah, of course. You have control yeah, that's, that's, and, and that's one of the ways I live my life but by. In the it book is, it said you only have control over so much. We all have our own right. limitations. The sun, the, the desert, the wind has its limitations. We have our own limitations, but God has no limitations. Right. How do you feel about that? Well, it's 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 not gonna make me like no, a believer anymore. But I mean, it it just more me like I look at it more in the terms of how do I say it like just that it, believing in yourself and believing that that like just like when we were talking earlier about all the coronavirus stuff about just having a belief that things will be okay is in and of itself a more powerful thing than anything else. That no matter what's going on. Everything will be all right. Everything will work itself out. I think out. that comes down to having a kind heart. Yeah. And um, being enthusiastic. Yeah. And, I mean, if 
if you think good things will happen, good things will happen. If you if you think if you're looking for the bad things, if you're looking for the worst to happen, it's gonna happen. You're gonna find it. Yeah, where does that <laughs> exactly. come from, though? Where does that process? Where does that thought process come from? That's what I want. What the negative thinking? Just exactly what he said. You think right things, you get right things. But what you sow? Yeah. Where does that come from? The Bible. God. Yes. That's my that's my perspective on it. Of course, well, the book touches on so many different walks, so much variety. That's why I want to read it. I feel like it'll broaden my horizon in in a lot of things. I like it because it, uh, being being somebody that was raised Muslim, and then gets introduced to Christianity, like the book is so up my alley. Like I I loved it. So, it. It respects th- this book has such a respect for all all, all religions like all walks and so it's like it's, it's so good man it's so good. Okay. What's, what's what's the next topic? Next have? topic is uh, what idea has aged the best or what uh, what part of the book or what idea from the book has aged the best? For me, the idea that that you can learn something in almost any pursuit that you choose like Santiago goes through many different uh, trials and and out like he starts out as a shepherd he works in the glass shop for for a time he travels with um, what's his name the alchemist. the alchemist and uh, he he learned something from each one of those pursuits and he took something that he the things that he learned from each one of those pursuits and used them in, in and transferred those lessons into every other part of his life as every other part of his journey and and it his journey ended up being so much more worthwhile had he had he not taken that leap and gone off and adventured off versus i don't it just ended up being way better that he did all that versus staying there and just being a shepherd i think what's relative today to answer your question miller which is probably most important for anybody um is creativity it's something i pray for daily creativity like say when he went to the to the crystal shop and he went to go work for the for the man and by him putting the table out front to attract more customers and then to put to clean the glasses and to put the tea in it to make yeah, it sentimental the and to set it up on he the top of the hill changed yeah. the entire game which is relative to what we do in business there's a way to change yeah. our game to step up our levels yeah. Yeah. and to make it more attractive to he became yeah. resourceful, yeah. yeah. The idea of thinking out of the box. Yeah. The shop was still the shop. Nothing had changed. Nothing. Yeah. They thought that it was on like an, a bad side of town where there was not that much it's traffic. Yeah, it was a. It used to be a busy hub, and then it wasn't. And then it changed. Yeah. And but he turned something that that was. You could turn average. anything. I think that what it comes down to the metaphor is like you could turn anything into gold. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a huge theme of the book too. That's a huge. That's theme what of the book. alchemy With the is. Yeah, so alchemy. alchemy, explain alchemy. Uh, alchemy is the process of turning uh, like a raw metal like into, lead or... in, into gold. Yeah. So yeah. the idea, the big idea of the book is is that anybody can turn their life to gold, into to their, whatever their personal legend or personal destiny is. Yeah. And just, it doesn't matter, and it goes back to like, it doesn't matter what you have. And what Nick said, it's about being resourceful what you do have. Yeah. Like he had... He had a little yeah. something, he turned it to more something, lost it all. I mean, and he kept on losing and losing and losing, but he kept on getting up and up and up and up. And taking the lessons and, and using those in the and, next and chapter. And he, what he, at the end of the book, what he experienced, he was much more happier than 
losing everything. And, and yeah, and even at the end of the book, when he gets to his final destination, spoiler alert, he gets to the pyramids, and then everything gets stolen from him again. He realizes that what he wanted was at where he started. Where he started, started the yeah. Where he started, yeah. So he goes back home, and that's to where his the roots, tr- there was, there which was, is the funny, to where, his where roots. He, where he had his original dream. His treasure was there the whole time. And his roots, like yeah. the, the yeah. treasure was in the roots of the was, was the sycamore tree. It was in. The, oh, I thought it was in the church. No, it was at the base. It was in the roots of the tree. Was the, at what, the church, yeah. The tree was it a sycamore tree. I don't remember the name of the tree, but um, basically, spoiler at the end of the book, he gets a. Uh, he goes back to his home where this tree he goes was. back to Spain. And goes back to home. His and treasure he, was there all along where he left originally. But while he was in Spain, he has his vision to go to the pyramids. But that vision was just to teach him a whole lot of shit. <laughs> like, and to have you know, belief in himself, you know? Basically, if you stay where you are in life, you will not learn shit. What I just <laughs> heard, though, is that the gift is the journey. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Exactly. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. It, it's not the destination, but who you become. Right. You know. So taking that leap of faith. So he was back home, yeah. and he was in Spain, and he was just like, cool. I'm confident. Yeah. I'm strong. I'm, I'm certain. Co- I'm cool with I got I'm this. At. I got yeah. the love of my life. I got my treasure. I earned this shit. That's what basically he said. He got his swag. Like He's like, I'm coming after you, my love. Like, at the end, like. <laughs> yeah. But that resourcefulness part is so cool, because like all the resources, a lot of times, like it's underneath our nose. Like We have everything we need. It's just a matter of like spinning it and being creative and opening your eyes, you know. Like we get these ideas all day long. They come to us, but we we shoo them away or we put them aside like eh, eh. like I don't know, you guys saw my my coronavirus video the other day. If it, it blew up. It got like 1600 views organically and it just popped off. And our coronavirus podcast is probably going to pop off. Yeah, but I'm there and I'm just like Go to the grocery store right now. Go get a bunch of like dishwashing gloves and let's just make this video real quick right now. See how, how it works out. And boom, and it pops off. And but the res like the resources are there. Like, but we just complicate and we cloud we so much. Life. Everything perfect to the T instead com- of using what we had. And that video wasn't like exactly how I envisioned it, but the fact that we just did it, right? Motion and and that's, that's a lesson in life in and of itself yeah. is like if you wait for the right time to do something, you never you're right never going to be right. Be and they say that in the book, never be the right time. But I think just doing, doing motion, it's you're going to run into something along the way because you're following yeah. your purpose, your destiny. You, your soul is going to pull you towards what you're your, meant to. What you meant to be. What you meant right. to do. You just got to pay attention right. to the omens. So, let's flip it now. What's age the worst? What ideas from the book? You know, this book was written in 1988, but it's 2020. What's age the worst? Here's an idea for me. Is, is is the lingo. Like, I think uh, there's a lot better words that, that can be called for a personal legend than calling it a personal legend. It's a little corny. It's a little, it's weak. Or it's not as good as, as it could it's be. It's not as strong. Yeah. I think if he could have just called it. His legacy. De- his legacy. His, Leg- de- yeah. his destiny. Yeah, things like that. I think that could have been a lot better. Um, another thing that's that's aged the worst for me is, I mean, uh, Fody and Nick might disagree with me, but the idea of a singular pursuit in life conquering all else, like Santiago gives up two possibly two great loves in his life, he gives up. You know, he could have had a good life on top of the hill, like at the, he, ch- at the shop. You know, he loved you know tending to his sheep. 
He had a, a loving family that supported his decisions even if they didn't agree with it. He gave up a lot in, I, in pursuit of this one singular pursuit that was his, his destiny or his personal legend or whatever. Yeah. And, and Randy, yeah, like, but we they, were talking they, about this a little bit before the pod. Like, But throughout the book, he was questioned. Like in the in the oasis, right? Yeah, I could stop now. The alchemist was talking right. to him. He's like, "Yeah, you could stop now and be the leader of this village right. because of what you've done." But guess what? In a year from now, you're gonna lose your seniority, and in a year after that, your your love of your life is gonna look into your eyes and know you're saddened because you haven't fulfilled your purpose. So whatever he went through, yeah, he yeah. could have stopped, but he would have always thought, "What if?" What if I didn't and get that? And guess or... what? What if is you know what the you know what what if is what if is regret. Well, and that's something I I promise myself by I will never die with regret. I will never I will never be on my deathbed and be I wish I would have done this. Yeah. But I think I, I think what ifs are part of life though. Yeah, I think no. And to, to Miller's point, I think no matter which route you go, we'll always have. Yeah, you're you're gonna think you yeah, know. But not something that he's still really gonna true. think about the merchant's daughter, in the book. Right. What if she was the one? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like he he still is gonna have a lot of what ifs, but I think he chased his biggest what if. Yeah, he even like in the book was that, that's looking back right and there. thinking about his sheep and things like that even. And I hope they've learned. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But, I, no, it'll be a lot of what if. Yeah, I mean, you always. I think you should if. always pursue your biggest what if. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, because there's gonna be a whole shit ton of them. You're gonna get what ifs. What ifs are different than regrets. I think regrets are I should have done this, but what ifs are that's a completely different, <clears throat> completely different form. What if I would have done this thing differently? This whole thing could have changed, but you were still. Doing I'm talking it. about what if on your purpose. Yes. Yeah. but I feel like the idea of having yeah, a singular you're... pursuit that conquers all else isn't realistic for every single person. And I used to wonder about that. But last night I listened to a teaching by a pastor, uh, Stephen Furtick, and he was talking about calling. And towards the end of it, he was saying that he doesn't necessarily think there is one calling. He, him personally, he, his calling he thought first or only was being a pastor. And then he realized that, you know, the Holy Spirit showed him. It's like, no, I'm also a, I'm called to be a, a, a husband. I'm also called to be a father. And I, I related so much to that because I'm so talented in so many areas. I, I feel like the last like few years of my life, I've been like, dang, am I only supposed to? I'm only supposed to focus on just one thing. What is the rest supposed to be? Just a hobby? And that's the thing throughout the book. Like Santiago, he was a leader, and he changed people's lives throughout the book. So I think yeah, everyone that he touched. So he he was he was creative. Like he had so many different talents. But he, he he pursued what was in his heart. So and let me ask that. It didn't last forever. Here's the thing, though. It didn't take him forever to get to his treasure. Right? Fair enough? Right. It didn't take him forever. It didn't take him his lifetime to get there. It might have took him, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And He had some detours that probably took him a lot yeah. longer than he thought but it was. But 10, 15 there. years of, you know, if we live on an average of 70, 80 years is, and you could pursue your destiny, like, go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. That's another like underlying theme of the book though is like like you might have an end destination and have an idea of like how long it's going to take to get there but the roadblocks and the trials and tribulations that you go along the way it's going to take a lot longer yeah. too. Absolutely. Yeah. Like nothing Absolutely. happens as fast as you want or think it's going to happen. Right. Yeah, for sure. All right, so our next uh category is uh called half-assed internet research. 
<laughs> uh, these are just a couple of like little tidbits and things about the book and the author that I that I found on when a thirty minute Google search on. So, uh, first first thing, book was written in two weeks. Damn, Hist or so, and I'm forgetting. Uh, Paolo my, Colo. His personal story is really freaking cool. It's amazing. His personal story, like. You, you, if you read about his personal story, you realize that, damn, that's where these ideas came from. Like, he personally went through a lot of shit. Yeah, he was, he had like a, like a troubled childhood. Like, he grew up in the, like, 50s and 60s. Uh, it's like a hippie in the 70s and 80s and was living in Brazil and took a trip to Spain and, and kind of took like a pilgrimage backpacking in Spain. And, and that's when he got the idea to write The Alchemist. In two weeks. And he, he wrote it in two wow. weeks. And, and originally only released it in Portuguese, and it sold okay, but the publisher, uh, it, the original doing, one back, the original out. yeah backed out and sold it back to him or gave it back to him, gave him the rights, and it was like no, I know this is a good book. Found another publisher, put it, in, converted it to English in 1992, and then it blew up. Like like it was on, uh, I don't know. If it was all these on, different shows. It was on a bunch of different shows. It was on like Good Morning America. It was on like Oprah. Like Bill Clinton was seen in the picture reading it and things like that. And and it blew up from there. So the book has the Guinness World Record now for the most translated book in the world with uh, with by a living author. Oh wow! By a living author. It's been translated in over eighty different languages. Um, part of like the other half-assed internet research that I looked up was he was like in his childhood he was admitted to being hostile and was isolated at times, was a bit of a loner, and was, even by his parents, admitted to a mental hospital on three separate occasions. I thought there was something about him being in jail or... Mental hospital. So was he mental was, hospital? yeah. He's also the author of Four Agreements. Yep, Four Agreements is another is one of his books. He's, popular. He's, he's been, like, he's like a celebrity author. Yeah. Now. And uh, another funny tidbit about the author is, like, his publisher now has even caught him trying to share his books for free over the internet like torrent sites and things like that and he tries to give out as much free information as possible so he's one of those people that's advocate for just getting out information as much as possible to people. he's just a good that's dude that's his purpose yeah he's that's just a awesome. good he's just a good just, person just trying to spread good vibes it's uh i remember the quote in the book maktub it is, it is written, it is written. Yeah. <laughs> that was good that's a good one. that was a good one yeah. i forgot to mention that one so like in all different languages randy um they all had in all different, I guess, scenes throughout the book, all different parts, like they all had this understanding that life is already written. Yeah. Like we don't have to push so hard, more so just to have faith because yeah. it's going to work it's, out. It's, yeah. It's going to work God out. God already got a plan. God already knows <laughs> or already whatever knows. you believe in. So you don't got to fight too hard. You don't have to be under anxiety. You don't have to be under stress. And that's kind of what I, you know, what I got from it. Like, enjoy you know, life. It's already know, predetermined. Like, enjoy and like it's, it's a, enjoy I know it's like. Like, it's such a catch-22 nowadays. Like, how are you supposed to enjoy your life and hustle and get it, all It really does feel like now more than ever we have more choices than ever. And that's what I think I was going to with the calling thing. If It's so many choices. How do you narrow it down? There's so many resources that we have. We're blessed in this generation. Like, think of all the we things are. we could do with our, our phones and technology and so forth. So. And with our gifts. You know, I heard this. Uh, it's so true. Um, 
millennials aren't entitled. We just have options. Indecisive. For sure. Yeah, there's like it's too many options. Yeah, Maybe you, that's you look reason. at your phone to do one thing, and by the time you open up your phone and see what's You're in distracted. it, you, you get distracted and you forget what you grabbed your phone for in the first place. Yeah. Don't you hate that? So like you go to the kitchen and you forget what you went down there for on a whole different scale. <laughs> it's in your palms yeah. now. <laughs> that is good. All right, the last category I have, Nick, uh, what did you take from this book the first time versus what you got from it, rereading it? You know what? I kind of forgot it. Like, I forgot about it. And, like, so rereading it, like, you, like I always knew I'm like, yeah, The Alchemist. But then, like, and, like, I opened up the book, and this is a funny story. My bookmark was a ticket to Wolverine <laughs> in 2013. Like, like, I was like, a Wolverine <laughs> ticket in 2013. And, uh... Reading it now, um, I, 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 back then I wasn't in business yet, so now I saw it more as like I think about my entrepreneurial journey and the people that I met. Like guy that I met at when I left the bank, I was helping him with his with his business loans and stuff like that, and he gave me the confidence and gave me the the self awareness that okay, I've got my degree it's time to quit the bank and he gave me that belief that like you, you're ready to be an entrepreneur you know and and I, and I finally just felt I'm like it's time and taking that leap and then working with him I worked with him right I quit the bank to go work with him it, it fell flat on my face lost all my money it didn't work out with me and him but I still learned a lot from him so even you know and as I think about my life like I'm like I'm like it, there was a step that even though it didn't work out and I failed still it still led me to where I'm at right now, and and there's probably there's not probably there will be lessons where I'm at right now where I'm gonna get socked in the face, but it's gonna lead me into something greater as long as I keep persevering, keep moving forward. Yeah. So that was the biggest difference back then. I'm just this like I felt trapped. You know, I'm working at the bank. I'm just I just gotta finish school. I just gotta finish school. Versus now, my eyes are a little bit more open to the the infinite possibilities of, of life yeah I, I want to talk about this is actually i know your question is a reference to me because i didn't read it a second time but i'm glad i read it for the first time in my life at this point in my life i'm glad i didn't read it before my leap of faith to you know pursuing my business where i'm at right now but i'm not even about five months deep um probably made college. you feel really good about it made me feel at. really good because it was um that's why I'm so passionate about it in this podcast because it was like a confirmation because I felt like I was that boy Santiago during this journey. Like, no, I'm no. Santiago. <laughs> like, like really, like, and I, you know, and where I'm at, referencing this book, I, it's because it took me to like two years to get to my point. You know, over two over two years to be where I'm at now in my life, to, in my company, in my journey, my purpose, my destiny. Um, I'm like at the oasis right now, chilling at the well. Like ready to go take on the rest of the world to the pyramid and my treasure. Like it's in arm's reach, and um, I feel like I'm at that point where that—that's where my favorite part was, where the swords against his head. His alchemist is like, "How bad do you want this? Are you are you willing to risk it all to get to where you want to be?" And it's just like, he's like, "I can always go back to being a shepherd. I can always yeah, go back. I can always go yeah. back to sell cars." Oh like, yeah, we always you know think I mean? that. Yeah, that's so good. You know what I mean? Like, that's so good. I'm like, and that's where I'm at in my life. Like, I'm gonna risk it all. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get my company to where it needs to be. I want to take it public one day. And I came from selling cars for seven years. So I'm like, I can go back and make money and sell cars all I want. It's always going to be there. But what am I going to learn on this journey 
and I've learned so much in five months about myself emotionally, physically, yeah. mentally that I've never learned is just staying within those four walls at the dealership. So I think um, it was it's, a blessing. It's, it's going to be it's going to be ongoing. Too. Oh, absolutely. I feel like I'm going to get to a comfort zone with owning like insurance agencies, and at some point you're going to have to say. I should sell this and, yeah. and do something this, greater. This isn't Shit. my personal legend. Yeah, this isn't this isn't it. There's something greater, you know. And so there's always gonna be something. But I'm interested to see what you thought second time reading it. Well, the first time I read it, I was in college, and did you have to read it? Um, or did no, you choose to read uh, it? I actually I had a buddy of mine that 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 told me to read it, and I was in like a a reading uh, thing in my business school where I, I just read like Five Habits. And things like that and, and he recommended it to me and it ended up coming up in handy we were just talking about it a little bit before but like my senior year, or my senior year of college uh, it was 2008 was the last time a recession like the one that hit this week hit and uh the job opportunities that i thought were going to pop up when i graduated didn't and it was a big source of failure for me I, where i felt stuck uh in the position that i was so a lot of things i took from this book were you know uh, kind of relating to the merchant owner originally and feeling stuck where you are yep. and things like that and kind of transitioning my thinking into being more of a Santiago and trying new things. And I bounced around from a few different places and a few different careers throughout my 20s. And, and now reading it now, the big thing that I take from from book is is the idea that, that failure is part of the process and, and learning from those failures and taking them and, and using them to make yourself greater. And, and know you guys always make fun of me for for my sayings that you know no matter what it'll all work out or what you know if, if you have a positive mindset and you believe in yourself and things like that 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 it'll all be fine and we believe in you bro we don't yeah make fun of you, bro. yeah like, well i mean like like i don't believe in god or anything like that but i believe in myself i don't think we make fun of you i just think that we just attach a different purpose to to right. events that that you do yeah i see it as the same bro you're just speaking a different language. Yeah, exactly. I, I think so too. That's 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 real deal. Like, that's, what, that's what comes down to the book. They all speak. They all speak different. They say languages. that. They say that. That's in the why book, I said bro. that earlier. I was like, it feels like it comes from somewhere. It's just a different language. Bro. It's a different language, and that's why I know we're we're tight. Because whether we believe, that's that's what I love about God. Because speaks to everybody the way they will receive it. That's my perspective on it. Religion is is bondage, but relationship, relationship with yourself, that's what God God is in you. Yeah. God is in you. That's me. It's different. Yeah. I, I, I watched this video from... Different language, yeah. I watched this video from... And, and in, the, in the book, he understands these languages, this kid. He understands what the fuck's going on. He understands a universal language, so it's really cool. What I was trying to say, I watched the video, I think you watched it too, with Joel Osteen and Morgan Freeman. We're all God. God. We're all, we're all God is us. We, we're, God is in us, whether you see it or not. Like, we are made of God. And uh, that's what makes us all unique. And we'll never fucking know. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, we'll no, no. one day we won't be here to tell each other. Yeah, yeah, we won't be able to, like, have this conversation at some point and be like, <laughs> I told you so. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe so, one day when we're all up. And I want, and you know, that's the beauty of it. People want to, people want to make sense of it so bad, but I feel like you can't. it's an important part on why that's. The and that's in the book. You too. gotta know what you know. 
yeah. I can't know for you. You can't know for me. Yeah. Leaves it to you. You, 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 you got to worry about the things that you have control over. <laughs> <laughs> control. There's, 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 there's another Johnism. Let me get my unreadable thing real quick. Let me. I ain't read the book yet. But I can't wait to read it. I feel like this we should be the whole a, book, but it doesn't I don't matter. Care. This sounds but like it should be a movie. But here's the thing, people they really should, should make, make a movie. This should be a movie. I don't know I don't know why, why it hasn't been. The made. way you guys described it, I pictured it. No, I literally he's, he's such a good author. Like what, what he, he he's amazing. Like share you could podcast. you could tell he you could <laughs> tell let's, he let's, was let's, let's call up JD right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that might be perfect for him. Shoot. Uh one of John's, what do, what do you call it? John saying? Johnisms. 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 One of my favorite Johnisms is, <laughs> either way, you'll be all right. I fucking hate that quote, but but it's so It's going to work out. It's real. Yeah. It's so true. Either way, you'll you, be all you, right. You hear that? And the way he says it, either so way, calm. you'll be all right. Like, you, know what, you know what that terminology is? Hold on. Hold on. Time out. Time out. You know what that terminology is? Either way, it's going to work out? That's called faith. Sure is. Yeah, you're gonna look at it as if this is gonna work out. You're gonna be like, "Fuck, we're do- we're all doomed." And with the corona going on right now, everybody's like, no. "We're doomed." You know? no, everything's either gonna work way. Out. It's gonna work I think out. we're gonna work out either way. Right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we we hope we've encouraged you guys to read the book, like we've encouraged Randall to read the book and Derek to read the book. But uh, but it, you guys have any last words to say on on the book or the podcast or share like this podcast? Yeah, please share do. this podcast with a friend, somebody you think that would get value from this podcast. Please share it with them. Yeah, especially if you're going to be you know stuck in quarantine the next two weeks. We gave you a good book to read. <laughs> uh, Quick ho- read. Hopefully, you know, in another notes. two weeks, we'll come out with another one and give you another good book to read. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you.